you're able this morning, if you would stand with me as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of Luke, chapter number 11. The book of St. Luke, chapter number 11, and we're going to read verse number 13. The words of Jesus, Jesus says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Father, we thank you for the incredible, incredible gift of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray today, Lord, that you will help us to better understand who He is. What a joy and a delight it is to know him. Lord, again, I just pray your anointing will rest upon the message, the messenger, Lord, today. Give us ears to hear your word today. God, I pray again that we will not just be hearers of your word, but Lord, help us to put in practice what we receive today. All of these things we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Hey, you can be reseated one more time this morning. Well, we are currently in a series I'm calling the core. Now we understand that a core is the part of something that is central to its existence or character. So we are examining and we are reminding ourselves of the core of the grace place, who we are and what we believe. Well, today we're going to start talking about what we believe about the Holy Spirit. I will tell you that we're going to be on this subject for a few weeks. I want to begin with this this morning, and it's in your notes. The Holy Spirit is not an it, not a force, not some mystical being. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, at the Grace Place, we believe in the Trinity. The Trinity is what we believe about God. Here's what we believe. We believe that there is one God who exists in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Not three gods, one God who exists in three persons. Three persons 100% unified in purpose and in perfect love. Here's what I've noticed, and that is we have seemed like we don't have any problem seeing God the Father and Jesus the Son as persons. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it seems like so many think of him as as just a force, or or, or they see him as energy, or they see him as something mystical. But no, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Scripture says that he has feelings. The scripture says that he can be grieved. The scripture says that he can be moved and he can be offended. Now, most people believe they can have a relationship with Jesus and they believe they can have a relationship with with the Heavenly Father, but they they have never even thought about the possibility of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hear me this morning, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's God, yes, but he's also the third person of the Trinity. He's holy and he's supernatural and he's eternal, but he's also very personal and he wants to have a relationship with you. Don't leave him out. Don't leave him out. Do not ignore the Holy Spirit. Well, 
I want to share five things that we believe about the Holy Spirit. First of all, let me begin by saying that we believe that he communicates with us. We believe the Holy Spirit communicates with us. The Holy Spirit talks to us. You might, you might say, Pastor, how does the Holy Spirit talk to us? Well, let me suggest three ways. First of all, he talks to us through the Scripture. The Holy Spirit talks to us through the Scripture. Remember we said last week that the, that the true author of the Bible is the Holy Spirit? And I gave you 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20 as our reference. So, since the Holy Spirit is the author of Scripture, then when we read and when we study Scripture, the Holy Spirit is actually talking to us. We are actually communicating with the Holy Spirit when we are reading the Word. John chapter 16 and verse 13 says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. As I said last week, an appointment with Scripture is an appointment with the Holy Spirit. Well, another way that the Holy Spirit wants to communicate with us, and that is through a still, small voice. A still, small voice. In 1 Kings chapter 19, And verse number 12, it says that God spoke to a prophet named Elijah, and the Bible said that God spoke to him through a still, small voice. I believe the Holy Spirit often tries to talk to us this way as well. Oh, he gives us an impression. He gives us a thought. He gives us a nudge. He isn't shouting at us. He isn't pulling our chain. He's not knee-jerking us, but very gently. Oh, so very gently and very softly and without fanfare, he whispers in our spirit. He, he gently nudges us, nudges us or, or, or impresses on our heart or, or gently bends our heart in a certain direction. Those who are spiritually hard of hearing will not be able to hear this still, small voice. Those who aren't, those who aren't sensitive oh, to the Holy Spirit, they may not even recognize these nudgings, all oh, these leanings, these inclinations. They may not even recognize them as the Holy Spirit trying to gently speak to them and communicate through a still small voice. On the other hand, those who practice the presence of the Holy Spirit, those those who develop a a relationship with the Holy Spirit, those those who consistently pray to the Holy Spirit and say to the Holy Spirit, please speak to me today. And that's another thing. So often there's a lot of people, they've never prayed to the Holy Spirit. They, They haven't even thought about the fact that they could pray to the Holy Spirit. But I encourage you, I encourage you to talk to the Father and talk to the Son and talk to the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to pray to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me today. Would you lead me today? Would you direct me today? Would you guide me today? I encourage you before that you open the book, open the Bible, that you speak to the Holy Spirit and you pray to the Holy Spirit and you say, speak to me as I open the book, as I open the Word of God. Holy Spirit, would you speak to me personally? Oh, would you reveal something very special and very personal to me today through your Scripture? Oh, I would encourage you to say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I want to walk with you. Holy Spirit, I want to talk with you. Oh, oh, Holy Spirit, I want to have a relationship with you. 
Because saints who, that are like this who tune in to the frequency of the Holy Spirit, oh, they will enjoy and they will experience and they will benefit from that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that speaks to our spirit man on the inside of us. Oh, hear me, people. Hear me this morning, church. Living for God is far more than just going to church. It's far more than just singing some songs. It's far more than just hearing a sermon. It's far more than fellowshipping with some saints. It's far more than just tossing in some of our silver into the plate. I'm telling you this morning that we can literally have a relationship with God. We can walk with Him. We can talk with Him. We can commune with Him. We can fellowship with Him. Oh, yes, God the Father. Yes, God the Son. But also God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to communicate with us. Oh, yes, through the scriptures. Yes, through his still, small voice. And even through the saints. Acts chapter 21 and verse 4 says, says, we went ashore and we found the local believers and we stayed with them for a week. And it goes on to say, these believers spoke to us. They spoke to us through the Holy Spirit. Through what? These believers spoke to us through the Holy Spirit. And they said that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem. Oh, yes, my friends, sometimes the Holy Spirit will use other believers to speak into our lives. Oh, listen, God, God may give them a specific word for us. God may give them a prophetic word for us. God may give them a word to speak over us. Or sometimes, just through general conversation, the Holy Spirit will use some bit of wisdom that person speaks. Oh, God will use that little bit of wisdom to speak to us specifically and personally to us. Or maybe... Maybe something they say while they are preaching, something while they, they say while they are teaching, the Holy Spirit will speak clearly to us through them. See, see, this is another reason why we need to learn how to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We need to learn the voice of the Spirit. We need to learn how to tune in to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how, amen, to hear and understand and detect the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, so we can hear what he is saying to us and, oh, so, we, so he can use us to speak to others for him. Because not only does the Spirit use other people to speak to us sometimes, also the Holy Spirit wants to use us to speak into somebody else's life. The Holy Spirit wants to use us to speak to someone else. Now let me remind you what we said last Sunday, and that is when someone says to you they have a word for you, and they're talking about a, a, a prophetic word, and, and listen, when, the, when someone says they have a prophetic word for you, make sure to judge that word. Make sure and judge that word. Ask yourself, ask yourself two questions. Ask yourself, first of all, does this word they're giving me, does it line up with Scripture? And then the second question you should ask yourself is, and that is, does the word they're giving me, does it ring true in my spirit? And I would say that if either of these two questions is a no, then I would tell you to reject the word. Don't reject the person, but just thank them. Be polite, be kind, but then disregard what they have said. And I would also say this this morning, that is, be very, very careful in giving a word to somebody. 
very careful in giving a word. Listen, hear me this morning. Speaking for the Holy Spirit is a very serious thing. I would tell you this morning that if you say, thus saith the Lord, it better be, thus saith the Lord, and not just, thus saith Mike. We're talking about what we believe about the Holy Spirit today. We believe that he is a person, and as a person, he desires to communicate with us. And by the way, we're not going to finish the, the notes today, so don't freak out about it. I'm going to stop after about 30 minutes or so. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad he told us that. But let's move on this morning. Not only does the Holy Spirit communicate with us, but I would also suggest that he comforts us. He comforts us. John 14 and 16 says, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will send you another comforter. Another what? I will ask the Father, and he will send you another comforter who is the Holy Spirit. Do you, you remember a while ago I said we believe that in the Trinity? We be, that's what we believe about God, that it is a Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Do you see the Trinity in the verse I just read in John 14 and 16? Let me say, go through it again. Jesus said, I, so that's Jesus, right? Jesus said, I will ask the Father, to send another comforter who is the Holy Spirit. Well, there we see it right there in John 14 and 16. Hey, in Acts chapter 9 and verse number 31, the Bible says the church had peace. <laughs> I read that this week and I thought that's because Facebook hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. Sort of. Acts 9 and 31, the church had peace and experienced the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They experienced what? The what? The encouragement of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to encourage us. The Holy Spirit wants to comfort us. Now, the word comforter literally means advocate. Advocate. An advocate is one who pleads another case, another's case like a lawyer. The Holy Spirit pleads our case to the Heavenly Father. He comes to our aid. He comes to our rescue. He comes to us when we are wounded, when we are beaten down by life, oh, when we are bruised and when we are, when we are broken. He comes as our comforter. Oh, another word for comforter is helper. Helper, which literally means one called alongside to help. Let me suggest two ways the Holy Spirit comforts us and helps us. First of all, he comforts us. He helps us through his presence, through his presence. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, And we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Did you hear what the, what, what the word of the Lord says? Paul says that one of, the, one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to take the love of God and fill our heart with God's love. 
Jude, verse number 20 says, to build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Well, Jude, how are we going to build ourselves up on our most holy faith? He finishes the verse by saying, by praying in the Holy Spirit. One way that the Holy Spirit comforts us is through his presence. Oh, oh I would say this morning that there's nothing sweeter. Oh, there's nothing more encouraging and faith building. Oh, I would say to you today, there's nothing more uplifting. There's nothing more edifying. There's nothing more helpful for healing than to spend time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I love the words to the song, Holy Ground. The words of that song go like this, as I walked through the door, I felt his presence, and I knew this was the place where love abounds, for this is the temple, Jehovah God abides here. We are standing in his presence on holy ground. In his presence there is joy beyond measure. And at his feet, peace of mind can still be found. And if you have a need, I know he has the answer. Reach out and claim it. For we are standing on holy ground. John chapter 16 and verse 14, Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, he will glorify me. Jesus says about the Holy Spirit, he will glorify me because it is from me, Jesus says, that he will receive what he will make known to you. Oh, listen, what is he saying there? He's saying that the Holy Spirit makes Jesus more real to us. The Holy Spirit speaks for Jesus. Oh, the Bible says that when Jesus ascended back into heaven, the Holy Spirit descended to planet earth. And I would say to you that when the Holy Spirit was going up, when Jesus was going up and the Holy Spirit was coming down, they high-fived each other somewhere in the middle. Oh, yes, my friend, Jesus is our intercessor in heaven and God the, to God the Father and the Holy Spirit is our intercessor here on earth. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, one called alongside to help. He comforts us not only through his presence, but also through his people, through his people. God uses people. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his voice. I love to tell the story about the little boy who became frightened in the middle of the night in a severe thunderstorm. He went into his parents' bedroom wanting to spend the rest of the night in the bedroom with his mom and his dad. The dad assured him there was nothing to be afraid of. His dad said to his little boy, he said, go on back into your own bedroom, son. And he said, Jesus will be in there with you. Daddy said to the little boy, right now, I need someone with skin on. <laughs> the Holy Spirit knows that we're human. 
And he knows that sometimes we need, we need someone with skin on. Sometimes we need another person just like us. Oh, to be in the storm with us. Because of this, the Holy Spirit often sends people into our lives to comfort us, to watch out for us, to share the difficult experience with us. This is another reason why everyone here needs to be in a C group for care and community. This past week, I received a text from one of the ladies in this church, and, and, and the text went like this. It said, it said, this may sound crazy, Pastor, but will you please lift up the family in the hospital room next to us in prayer? They just lost their loved one. She continues in the text, when I, when, I, when I go to the hospital, I ask God for a divine appointment. Maybe to encourage someone or maybe to have a word for someone. It happened again today. I saw a young lady standing outside the room waiting to see her loved one. She was in tears. I walked over to her and I hugged her. Her and I prayed for her, also a young man. I was able to comfort them until some of their family members arrived. She continued to text, caring people, caring for people. No matter where they may be and if only for a moment. Thank you, Pastor, for teaching us. See, the Holy Spirit used her to bring comfort to perfect strangers. My wife tells a story of being awakened in the middle of the night by the Holy Spirit with an intense burden to pray for a lady in our church at that time whose name was Denise. And throughout the night, often on, my wife prayed for Denise. The next morning when, when it was an appropriate hour, my, my wife went to Denise's house and she rang the doorbell. When Denise opened the door and saw it was dawn, her pastor's wife, she got a great big smile on her face. She invited her in for tea. She appeared to be fine. Actually, she appeared to be great. She was actually bubbly and upbeat. They sat down for, at the breakfast table to share some hot tea. My wife said to her, well, well, it appears I, I had a sleepless night last night. It was all for nothing. <laughs> My wife began to tell her how the Holy Spirit had awakened her and impressed upon her that, that her Denise was hurting and, and, and needed prayer and needed someone to talk to and needed someone she could pour her heart out to. Immediately, countenance changed. Immediately the fake smile evaporated from Denise's face. Tears started coming out of her eyes and began to run down her cheeks. Denise began to share with my wife the burden of her heart what was really going on in her life. And Dawn was there to minister to her. The Holy Spirit had sent her to comfort her. 
And friend, this is just one of so many stories that I could tell you this morning. And many of you have your own stories that you could tell today. We're talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. Listen to me this morning. He's not a mist. He's not a thing. He's not a force. He's not some kind of mystical being. Listen, he is a person. And as a person, he is very personable. And he has a personality. And he wants to have a relationship with you. He communicates with and comforts us. Next Sunday we'll talk about three more of his attributes. Our takeaway today, the Holy Spirit is the best kept secret in the church. I said the Holy Spirit is the best kept secret in the church. I'm not necessarily talking about our church, I'm talking about the church universal. You see, so many churches never talk about the Holy Spirit. They talk about God the Father. They talk about Jesus the Son. But oh, so many churches today don't even mention the Holy Spirit. Listen, some churches today are even afraid of the Holy Spirit. They're afraid of how some people might respond if their church started promoting the Holy Spirit. And especially the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I will be the first to say that there are some wacky people out there. And there are some weird, weird things that go on and that are done in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit isn't 10 miles from there. In this series, I'm actually going to teach you how to be spirit filled without being ridiculous. And it's possible but it takes some teaching and it takes a strong leader to keep it on track. I think we probably have one of those. The Holy Spirit is the best kept secret in the church. Let's not ignore him just because some crazies out there don't understand him and don't understand how he Let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. And let's not miss out on a relationship with the third person of the Trinity. Father, we thank you again today for your incredible, incredible word. God, I pray today that you will help us to receive your word today. God, I pray that you will help us to have a hunger and a thirst for a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We are a spirit-filled church. I pray that we will be a spirit-filled church in every way. Everything done decently and in order. As Scripture says, it ought to be.